This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time now for a regular fortnightly quarter all with Dunedin Mayor Aaron Hawkins, who joins us on the line now. Morena, Aaron, nice to have you with us again. Good morning. Uh, a morning a little bit different probably than the one you faced yesterday and over the last couple of days as the city responded to the deluge. Uh, I think uh, last night around about 8 o'clock the uh, emergency operations centre stood down. Uh, and, well, what's your, what's your take on how well the uh, infrastructure coped uh, through the last few days? Yeah, I've certainly never been more excited to wake up to a forecast of drizzle uh, this morning as uh, as we've seen. I, I think the infrastructure has has held up well and we have to remember that this is the second of these events that has happened in the last two weeks so uh, the, the capacity uh, wasn't there in the way that you always uh, hope for in these sorts of situations. Um, but aside from, from the infrastructure uh, holding up, I'm incredibly proud of the work that our, our staff have done and, and contractors and everyone who's been involved in the and the response through emergency services and Red Cross and Dunedin North Intermediate who let us uh, borrow their hall uh, to set up an evacuation centre and campus watch and, uh, and, and so on. And, and it's a, a real uh, community effort uh, planning and preparing for these sorts of events. Uh, we dodged a bullet, I think, uh, two nights ago when the rain eased off and it gave us some breathing room, particularly in the water uh, through the campus and, and Lindsay Creek back through uh, northeast valley but uh, that isn't to say that uh, there isn't damage and we know you know we've had about 120 and and counting likely um issues with surface flooding and, and minor slips and things and now we can focus on um, prioritizing those for repair and the cleanup phase and it's pretty wet uh, out in Karatane in particular um up there but at, at least the state highway is, is open now and people can can get can get in and out of uh, of the of the township, but um, yeah, it's, uh, we're lucky that it wasn't worse than it was. Uh, but uh, confident that we were uh, prepared to be able to deal with that uh, had it had it eventuated. Definitely uh, a time to be mindful if you are out and about. As at last night, there were still around twenty seven roads uh, closed across the city and, and in rural areas. I'm not quite sure what the count is this morning, but uh, it will take some time, won't it, Aaron, for crews to get around and attend to uh, all the many issues from um, you know minor slips to um, your large potholes and so forth. The things that that um, you know, ultimately, in the wash-up of an event like this, uh, create a, a good deal of work yet to be done. Yeah, and that's a, that's a good point. Um, and that will change as uh, as um, you know, roads are closed in response to um, to events, and then and again as they are repaired. The best way of keeping tabs on that is through our website, dunedin.govt.nz. Uh, uh, and keep an eye on, on Waka Kotahi too for the for the state highways, but uh, that's, that's definitely worth people checking before they uh, head out wherever they're going to avoid frustration later. But as you say, this will this will take some time uh, to to work through. It always does when you're cleaning up after events like this. Since we last spoke on on this program, Aaron, you had. You've been to Palmerston North for the annual local government New Zealand conference. What were the chief takeouts from that for you? Uh, I, I think it's. I mean, it, for one, it's it's always good to uh, to 
come together and and learn from each other and, and share our experiences, as has been uh, well documented on this program and many others. It's a, a challenging time and a, a somewhat fractious time, I think, uh, within local government as, as councils up and down the more to grapple with uh, the government's reform program in particular and what it means for them. And I was a bit nervous, I have to say, about what the the mood of the conference would be, but uh, but I but I shouldn't have been, and 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 that was really uh, heartening. That you know, when we come together, we are still able to, despite our differences, um, think about the well-being of our communities and how we are best placed in the long term to deliver. And uh, one of the growing uh, strengths of the local government uh, community is the role that our uh, that uh, Te Marawata play, which is our national network of Māori elected members, and. Uh, uh, young elected members uh, network, which perversely I still qualify for. It's a broad tent uh, within within local government, but uh, really between those two groups, really pushing the sector to think uh, long term about community well-being uh, and about what it means uh, in local government, in the local government context, to uh, be a, a meaningful uh, a meaningful uh, treaty partner under. The Treaty of Waitangi, and, and certainly some uh, some good conversations um, in the context of the future of the local government work, in particular about uh, what that might look like and, and what the opportunities are for for councils to uh, to be actively more actively involved in the the long term uh, well being of, of their communities. Of course, very many different um, takes and many different positions amongst that group on Three Waters, for example, and the Māori wards. Interesting to see um, recently uh, the guidelines developed by local government New Zealand in partnership with the Human Rights Commission um, around guidelines for local body elections, which, of course, we're smack in the middle of now in terms of uh, accepting nominations. Uh, what's your take on the, um, the, the thrust of those guidelines? Yeah, just going back slightly, and I don't know why I'm voluntarily opening up this conversation, but on the on the Three Waters issue, I don't know if there is significant differences of opinion uh, in in local government. The, the differences of opinion we've seen are mostly around what we might do about that and how we might approach uh, changing the government's mind. But there's a fairly universal view that uh, what is being proposed uh, isn't the best option for for delivering the outcomes we want. Uh, the, the work that LGNZ has been doing with the Human Rights Commission, I think, is to be applauded. We've certainly seen, uh, and, and we've, we've talked about this before, a, a growing um, uh, level of reasonably harmful and, and toxic debate in the public arena, and a lot of that is um, heavily um, gendered, and a lot of that is racist, and, and that's the sort of environment uh, that makes it difficult to um, encourage a wider range of of candidates to stand and to put their hand up to represent their communities. And certainly, if you look at the demographic breakdown of um, New Zealand as a country, and then go to the local government conference and sit in the plenary hall and look around, uh, there is something of a disconnect between um, who we are representing and and who the representatives are. And we need to be doing what we can to. To try and uh, to try and change that, and I think you know some fairly basic reminders that uh, we all have a responsibility not to uh, pander to 
uh, racism as a campaign strategy. Uh, I think that um, it's sad <laughs> that people have to be reminded about this, but we've seen uh, in, in, in Three Waters uh, in particular and, and in other, other debates uh, that that is something that people do need to be reminded of. And, and I think anything that we can do to try and create a safer environment for for our communities and for candidates and encourage them uh, to, to stand and, and represent their community should be applauded. What weight do these guidelines have? I mean, they include things like um, encouraging the use of multilingual greetings, attending cultural, ethnic and diverse public events, um, attending community meetings in diverse settings, monitoring social media, being an upstander against racist and discriminatory comments. At the end of the day, uh, as you say, these are things that people will ultimately make a choice about for themselves. What what effect do these guidelines have, do you think? Oh, I mean, yeah, they're not enforceable. Uh, this is, this is a, a framework for people who are... Um, who are considering standing for election or re-election uh, to think about how they might contribute to uh, a a, um, a safer public discourse. Um, and, yep, there will be plenty of candidates, both for re-election and election, who will ignore them outright. And we've seen some pretty strong responses from some of our uh, local representatives here along those lines. But for people who do see the value in this and do see the importance of this, but perhaps uh, aren't as confident or, um, or are at a point in their, in, that, in their journey where they don't know where to begin. It's a, it's a useful uh, entry point for people to think about how they uh, might be uh, more inclusive uh, and, uh, in, their, uh, in their work and, and not contribute to the, the more... Ugly elements uh, that we've that we've seen, and I think for those of us who have the privilege of not being the target of uh, a lot of that um, uh, abuse, often uh, we certainly have a role to play in um, trying to, at the very least, stand up to that and 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 at best try and dismantle that. Just finally, I want to turn to public transport. That's an issue that comes up here from time to time. Um, we've uh, heard, of course, the Otago Regional Council has signed off on a contract for the delivery of a number of uh, a new fleet of electric buses that they expect to be servicing some Dunedin routes within 18 months or so. Um, uh, given, I guess, your routes, that's good news. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is good news. It's certainly... It's the direction we need to be heading, and we know that for all sorts of reasons, um, social and environmental, we need our well, bus service, which is what public transport is in Dunedin at this point. We need our bus service to play a larger role in our um, uh, in our transport network. And notwithstanding the, the current challenges that we're facing with um, driver shortages and illness and, and pay and conditions that are largely driven by uh, the government's uh, funding model, um, which does make it harder for us to talk about improving uh, the bus service when people feel uh, understandably uh, let down, although uh, it's certainly far more reliable under the reduced timetable than it has been um, than it has been recently. All that aside, uh, we need uh, we need it to play a, a bigger role, and 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 we need to electrify that fleet. And and one of the things 
that often comes up when we have these debates around transporters. Is it even different? It's too wet or too hilly uh, or, or whatever um, for those sorts of initiatives. And so it was good to see them uh, test out their uh, their electric bus down here and it can handle the, the topography and, and, and can service uh, our communities. And it's certainly the, the direction that uh, that government is is heading in and, and really encouraging to see the OIC and actually start to roll that out here. Been interesting to see that uh, June passenger numbers um, actually went up around um, you know the time of uh, of mid COVID. So that's uh, that's encouraging. It's been such an interesting um, time to examine um, public transport, in particular the bus service. You know, given the the, the various challenges that um, our communities faced in, in recent times, uh, you'd mm. want. I imagine to continue the conversation around uh, driving those fears down or making them free and advocating for that? Yeah, certainly. Uh, that certainly should be the goal. And Council's position is, uh, is in support of the campaign for free fears uh, for uh, uh, students and people under the age of 25 and community services card holders. So the um, large cohorts that will be supported by government's uh, ongoing um, half fair structure. Uh, so that's uh, that's something that I think um, we will uh, will continue to advocate for. An interesting caveat that came up in the discussion around the figures is that, um, and it's not a great um, in general for for baselines. And we acknowledge that there are people who still don't feel safe using public transport for pandemic-related reasons, and my bus windows don't always open, uh, for example. Um, but we do now have uh, a, a number of students who have been using uh, school bus services who are now using the public system. So there's a, you know, there, there, are, uh, there are obviously caveats, but I think it's remarkable that it has uh, held up here and, in fact, is growing here in a way that we're not seeing in, in other parts of the, the country. And uh, that is testament to... To a lot of things, but for all of the grief uh, that that I give the regional council about public transport over the years, that there's certainly been uh, significant positive improvements in the way that the, the service operates, um, particularly through the through the centre of town. And, and you know, there are always winners and losers when you redesign routes. But I think uh, we're certainly seeing the benefits of of some of that. And uh, and hopefully, when we get through a, get through the current driver shortage situation, we can uh, start to have the conversations about uh, improving frequency and, 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 and increasing uh, access to those services so that we can see those numbers continue to grow. All right. Aaron, we'll leave it there. Dunedin Mayor Aaron Hawkins joining us again for a regular fortnightly quarter door on the Awesome Morning Show. Thanks, Aaron. We look forward to catching up in a couple of weeks' time. Thanks, Jeff. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.